0: This podcast is brought to you by the Stained Glass Collective. Go to stainedglasscollective.com for more content like this. Today on $5 Film Club, myself, Alex George, and Zach Wright will be judging the movie Deadpool. Hello and welcome to $5 Film Club. My name is Alex George and it's a beautiful, beautiful summer day. Uh, I'm sitting here beside another beautiful thing, uh, Zach Wright.
1: Hey, buddy. Zach Wright, on a scale of one to ten, how beautiful are you? Uh, I am the James Blunt song out of ten. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. Uh.
0: My life is brilliant. <laughs> uh, him, he's, 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 uh, where do he go? Um, Ireland. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Solves that mystery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, it's a beautiful summer day and you are listening to $5 film club, the podcast where Zach Wright and Alex George, uh, two very famous people, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, uh, movies that they can watch on their very famous people budgets, yes. uh, that are only $5 or less each week. Uh, this means we go to places like Redbox to watch movies. We go to Netflix to Amazon prime, maybe Apple, we- Apple TV, Apple TV. A friend. <laughs> yeah. and actually, we probably won't. we don't assume everyone has the same friends, mm-hmm. uh, but we do assume maybe you have access to these same things we have access to. Zach, we like to start with a with an icebreaker, but um, normally these are questions like. You know, what, what was the first movie you watched? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the Oscars? You know, we kind of ask these broader questions, but I want to start a little bit of a monthly segment here. It's called I, What Are You Watching? What am I watching? What are you watching, Zach? Because, you know, there are movies that we watch for this podcast, and yes, mm-hmm. it's a job. Yes, it's a draw through our lives to watch these movies. Oh, you know, thanks. It's, l- it's hard, but yes, somebody's got to do it's it. So difficult work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we like to watch movies for leisure. For for just Ledger. the sheer sake for leisure and pleasure. There you uh, go. We like to pleasure sit. Leisure
1: and pleasure.
0: <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> we like to sit and watch movies for this, and uh, and but we also like to watch movies for fun. What movies are you watching, not for a $5 film club? Have
1: you been watching anything? Yeah, actually, last night I watched uh, the new Netflix movie, Fundamentals of Caring.
0: Ooh, I've been, uh, I keep seeing that popping up. Paul
1: Rudd. Yep. Yep.
0: And anyone else? Who else? Uh, uh, Lena Gomez. Gomez
1: uh, this guy who I'm not sure if he was actually British or not, but uh, he did a good job. Okay, He's, um, he's the main character. The, is that the kid? Yeah, the kid.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do not believe he's British. If he is British, I've seen him in other things where he doesn't have a British oh.
1: accent, and he's very convincing as yeah. a non-British person. So there you go. That's uh, that's the goal, I guess, when you're doing accents. What you, do you think? Um, I thought it was a really solid movie. It had a lot of heart. Um, you know, Netflix is really kind of bringing it with all of their new original content they've got a lot of great shows they've got a lot of great movies coming out as long as they stay away from you know contracts with adam sandler in the future i think that it'll be a really really great thing all around it won't it won't (laughs) happen uh that
0: that actor is craig roberts by the way and
1: Mm -hmm. he is a
0: welsh actor and Mm -hmm. i saw him in submarine that is what i've seen him in uh and he was he was quite good I, i i do enjoy him yep Well, I have not seen The Fundamentals of Caring. Maybe I'll check that out. You You gave a very strong recommendation. (laughs) So, you know, changing my life right here with this sort of stuff. Uh, I have been watching also Netflix, but not a Netflix original. Netflix on July 1st decided to bring their the entire collection of Albert Brooks movies uh, to their streaming service. So I've been watching through those. I love myself some Albert Brooks. He's uh, probably the most noteworthy, at least in comedic talent, to pop up on The Simpsons. You've probably heard his voice. He's the voice of uh, the main character in Finding Nemo, Marlin? Marvin? Marvin. Marvin, is that his name? Marlin. Marlin's a fish.
1: He's a a clownfish. Yeah. I think his name's
0: Marlin or maybe Marvin.
1: I think it should be Marlin, because that's also a fish, but then it it probably is It's the wrong kind of fish. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's Albert Brooks, uh, but he's also a director. I I watched a few of his movies. I got to see uh, modern romance, uh, Mm -hmm. real life, but I want to specifically... Uh, recommend "Defending Your Life" for for this for this little intro here. "Defending Your Life" is a movie starring Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, Rip Torn, and it takes place in the afterlife. And it is not an afterlife that you would read about in a Bible or in an atheist Bible because there is no <laughs> afterlife. Uh, it, it's very interesting. It, it, it kind of creates its own little universe. It's uh, in the same way that you might talk about a Woody Allen movie. It's very pleasant. Uh, it has heart behind it. It's very smart. Uh, and if you are watching any albert brooks movie you can expect it to be incredibly witty Uh, i enjoyed every second of uh defending your life and hey look if those recommendations are not enough for you let me tell you this you get to see a young meryl streep in a tupa and boy can she work it all right (laughs) uh and if you don't know what a tupa is check it out there you go
1: uh zach you gonna watch that movie i don't know now (laughs) What do you think of Meryl Streep? Uh, Meryl Streep is, she's a class act lady. I mean, I'd have nothing bad to say about her mm-hmm. other than like she seemed very mean in The Devil Wears Prada, but that was uh-huh. her job. So <laughs> You don't think that that was based on her real life? It how could mean have she been. Like she was very convincing. She she's, was a witch she's, in she's, Into the Woods. <laughs> that's true. But she was like, I don't know, um, she was more likable in as the witch in Into the Woods Ooh. than she was in Devil Wears Prada so what but why rip torn what is he doing i haven't seen him since like the first men in black movie uh he robbed a bank did he really i believe that's true i think i, I,
0: oh I he did something very illegal and he went he either went to prison or was kind of like thrown out i remember he had a recurring role on 30 rock as the head of ge and uh right when he did all this stuff um he kind of got dropped and they replaced him with that guy who's the head of the screen actors guild um and that guy's great. He's fine. Riptorn, I love him. He's great in The Larry Sanders Show. Uh, kind of just regular great. I remember, if, did you ever play God of War? No. Riptorn is in God of War three. He's the ugly god. What's is that? Hephaestus, the ugly Greek god. I, I mean,
1: I just told you I didn't play it. I'm so. just saying, no, it's all Greek mythology. If you know oh, your okay. Greek mythology, I think I Hephaestus
0: don't. is like the ugly like tool maker god. Uh, Riptorn mm. is him, and I just I remember smiling as I realized that was his voice. Riptorn, I love him. Uh, this was 1991 though, so that was before. Yeah, great name. Great name. Uh, Dodgeball. He's in a lot Dodgeball. of. He's a. He has a lot of yep. enjoyable exper- uh, performances. Uh, go watch Larry Sanders we're getting we're getting on a side conversation which we like to do on this show uh but we want to talk about the movie deadpool yes deadpool can you give us a synopsis of the movie deadpool what's deadpool about
1: so deadpool is not your typical marvel comics movie because it is an anti-hero film where they really kind of beat you over the head with the concept of this guy is super but he is not a hero Mm, all right. Super, but not a hero. That's a good tagline.
0: Uh, that's like a good first draft tagline. Uh, I think it was
1: in the movie. I don't it, think it? that that's my original
0: Look, quip. Zach and I watch these movies at different times sometimes, yep. and then it takes a while before we get to record these podcasts because mm. someone takes a while to watch these movies. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. I forgive you. We are brothers uh, in arms for this podcast. Deadpool stars Ryan Reynolds, who you may remember from green lantern <laughs> <laughs> uh yes. he's he, uh, you probably should know him uh, i love him particular in the movie buried mm-hmm. buried uh, however you want to pronounce it buried or buried uh if you like to be uh old english uh what do you have any we like to talk about baggage as we talk about these movies do you have any baggage with ryan reynolds anything in, in i do mind?
1: you know i i grew up Loving the movie Just Friends. Like, okay, that was like the movie that, is that I would, Reese
0: Witherspoon. Who's, who no, else no, is no. That? Uh,
1: shoot, I wanted to say her character name for some reason. It's I, I think I want to say her name. It's Do like you know her Anna. character name? Yeah, her name is is uh, is Jamie. Jamie. Um, but but yeah, she's the, the same girl in Crank. Okie dokie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Amy Smart. Amy Smart. That's it. Yeah. Um. So I love that movie. It was. You know, it was super funny to me as a 12-year-old boy. I saw it in theaters, then I went and bought it, and then I learned every line to it. (laughs) Okay, great. You know, so Ryan Reynolds, as a funny guy, always have high hopes for him. Sure. So that was some of the baggage that I brought in. Uh,
0: I like Ryan Reynolds... it, the, my problem is is that he, in the past, has played a lot of one-note roles where mm. he... Uh, I think specifically of Van Wilder, uh, when I think oh, yeah, of yeah. him, where he just kind of has like his nothing face on the whole movie. I totally forgot he was in Van Wilder. He's Van Wilder. Yeah, he's the uh, Van Wilder. And he just kind of has his nothing face on, and he's uh, a good-looking dude. Mm. Uh, but I do enjoy him in certain things. I enjoy him in Buried, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, and I think that he is... I don't know. This I I kind of walked in with a blank slate for him because it seemed like uh, before I even saw this movie, I walked in reading the good reviews, uh, reading the hype mm. for this movie, and I said, okay, all right, I could ca- I could get into that. Uh, the director for this is Tim Miller. I'm assuming you do not have any baggage with Tim Miller. Nope. He's not a not a very uh, well known director. Uh, this is actually his first fully directorial. He, he's given all the directorial strength in this film. Uh, mm-hmm. So outside of this, I mean, we don't have a whole lot to go on with him. Yep. Uh, T.J. Miller, he's a side side player in this movie. He's the uh, the bar owner. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, kind yeah. of a fun, yeah. fun yeah, guy. I, I
1: like him. In, I like him in things. He's he's a good comedian and he's a good actor, as far as I'm concerned.
0: I like. Uh, he is in the original Cloverfield, and he's the guy who carries the camera around for the majority of the film. Oh wow! And I like. I one. I remember when I saw that movie. The bold choice that I thought they made through that movie is they purposely give you as the person who's carrying the camera around an unlikable character mm. who's like kind of the narrator of this film mm. and uh, I, I thought this is this is interesting because he's essentially the annoying guy throughout that movie sure. uh, so I always kind of had a little soft spot for him mm. uh, I do not like that he gets on Stephen Colbert's nerves uh, every time he shows up on his show, he tries to bug Stephen Colbert. I'm sure there's an actual friendship between the two of them, but every that's time funny. I, I f- cross my arms and I go, Yo, you respect this old man. <laughs> he, he has gone through enough. Listen, he is a legend. <laughs> um, he's no longer a spoof anchor. He's a real anchor. That's true. Yeah, he did it. He um, did, Yes. All right, so Deadpool, let's get into this movie. Yep. Uh, any thoughts wa- about this movie? I, I, we, we like to draw a particular scene out, and I want to mm-hmm. draw talk about some of the things I like. I'm a positive person. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some of the things mm-hmm. I like about this movie first uh, before we really get into it. Uh, the opening title sequence. This is very funny. Me and Zach mm-hmm. very briefly talked about this at the beginning of this. What were your thoughts on the opening title sequence, Zach?
1: I completely missed it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? Uh, Why? So, I mean, it, it opens up with, with Deadpool riding in the back of a taxi and I was just more concerned with what he was doing in the back of that taxi all of the different like mannerisms that he was he was kind of giving off to even realize that there were words on the screen.
0: Uh yeah, there's an opening title sequence um and I I love opening title sequences. The reason I do is that that is a way that a lot of uh, directors kind of get their start Mm. is to direct those little opening title sequences to bring those little animatics or whatever uh, to life. That is how Hitchcock got started. Mm -hmm. It's actually also how Tim Miller got started. He did the opening title sequence in uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And that's actually, if you remember seeing that movie, that's a pretty memorable title sequence. It's actually, I think it's good because it sets the tone for the movie. Mm -hmm. And I walked in a little bit not excited. I should have said this in baggage. Not excited for this movie because, from the trailers, I said this looks a little bit undergrown for me. It looks mm-hmm. like if I were maybe, you know eight years my prior, five mm-hmm. years, yeah, a little bit younger, I yep. would be like, all right, sex jokes, butt jokes, mm-hmm. I'm in. Like, yeah. all right. Yep. R-rated comedy, super mm-hmm. bad. Yep. Um, but I wasn't. I, 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 I'm I older. I have two children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm a little bit older um, and and I wasn't super jazzed for it. But this opening t- title sequence, what it does is normally if you have watched any movie, normally it says the names of the actors, the name of the director, maybe a producer or two, the companies that, the studios that are bringing this movie forward this movie opens uh and it says starring and then it says uh god's perfect idiot (laughs) and i was like what and in you see in this car that is flipping uh item after item passed by along with uh, name after name for each uh each character um in the film Uh, and and who they are. I think it says, like, uh, a British villain pops up as Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Things like that. Uh, A gratuitous cameo, which is Stan Lee. Uh, And then I think it's like, some high-paid moron or something pops up for the director and, oh, man, I was like, I was so on. I was like, I've never seen this done before. And it's one of those ideas where you're like, this is so painstakingly obvious. Like, what a good way to um, make fun of, like, normal movies. And this <laughs> is what, as you mentioned, it was kind of in the face of uh, Marvel superhero yeah. movies was kind of the style of this film. Sure. And this is one of the most accurate. This this really rang true for me Mm -hmm. as I watched this title sequence and it goes like uh, like an insanely hot. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to remember these
1: titles, but well, that's something that that kind of thought is carried throughout the film because there are many jokes where I mean, the whole film seems to be built on breaking the fourth wall. Yes. And they actually comment on it. There's actually a point where they say broke the fourth wall in the fourth wall that's oh, like 16 yes. walls. Yes, I do remember. And then that. there's parts where Ryan Ryan Reynolds comments on the actor Ryan Reynolds. Yes. So it's just full of like total insanity like that. So those parts, for me, are my favorite parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel I like the,
0: the two writers of this movie are Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, which you probably don't know their work because they haven't worked on a ton, but these two wrote Zombieland. Oh, wow. And uh, what I think of is probably part of the writing process, they said to themselves, okay, we're writing an action comedy. We've written one other action comedy being mm-hmm. Zombieland. Yep. And what was everyone's favorite part of that movie? Spoiler alert, if you have not seen Zombieland yet and for some reason don't want it sp- Spoiled. Uh, Bill Murray guest stars in that movie yep. as himself yep. uh, and comments on his own film career mm-hmm. and pretends to be a zombie. It's the highlight of the movie. Yeah. For uh,
1: is it the highlight of the movie for you? Oh, absolutely, one of them. Yes, um, you know, it's a standout, definitely. So I feel like they yeah. said
0: to themselves, "Let's make that moment like this as much as we can, carry it through this movie." And it, I mean, is setting this up as if that's a bad decision? I don't. I think that's a great decision. They made the most fun and enjoyable part mm-hmm. of Zombieland, and they tried to carry that throughout Deadpool. And I really think that that humor um, works really well uh, throughout this movie. I honestly think that that is the highlight. Some of the other hum- humor is pretty touch and go. Uh, what do you think of the jokes in this movie?
1: I think that you kind of nailed it earlier uh, with like what you were expecting from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I took barely any notes during this movie. Okay. Um, usually I take a lot of notes so that I'll remember things. This one, like one of the three notes that I took was like 13 year old boy humor. Yep. Like it, it was just very like obvious. Um, actually my wife came in and and sat down with me towards like the end of it. And Uh she just like, was like, this is just like immature and kind of gross. And I was like, yep, pretty much.
0: (laughs) That's why it's ideal. I know that, uh, people talk about the crowd mentality of watching a movie. Like it's best to go see a comedy in theaters. So then like people are laughing around you and it encourages you to laugh. Definitely. Um, I think that this is a good comedy to watch by yourself Mm -hmm. uh, because then you can give it an honest read. Yeah, you might feel a little guilty. Like I, I remember they sold this movie as like take your girlfriend to go see it mm-hmm. man. If you did that, like you oh, you are a dummy. There goes, there goes the second date. <laughs> what an awkward yeah. movie to take someone to that you like like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. like probably will not like and yeah. Look, I, I mean, I can I can understand how someone would like uh, butt humor mm-hmm. uh, sex humor that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't particularly yeah. I, I if it, I, I when I do it, it. I kind of enjoy uh, I like the Woody Allen take on it where it mm-hmm. is um, you know a little more wo- uh, witty a little more introvert uh, sure. intro
1: uh, introspective yeah. sorry I
0: was going to say introverted yeah. which I don't know what that shy would humor <laughs> it's it, the whole screen is black uh, and like his whole skin is black his outline is white yes uh, I love that. that's when it's really funny yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I, I I enjoyed some of the humor. I wrote down some things that I liked uh humor wise. Jokes I love. There's a comment in this movie where they there's a whole plot about physical appearance Mm. and at one point, uh, Wade Wilson, Ryan Ryan Reynolds' character, says, do you think Ryan Reynolds got this far based on his Mm. acting talent alone? And I was like, yes, I Mm. love this joke. It is very self-aware. I thought that was very funny. They make jokes about the budget of the movie during the movie, which I also enjoy. Um, There's even a comment where they kind of make fun of the convoluted story of the X-Men franchise uh, where I think Deadpool's getting dragged to go see Professor Xavier and he says, McAvoy or Stewart? Like, which Professor Xavier am I going to see right now? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that stuff. Normally, I don't enjoy if a movie breaks the fourth wall, but this movie is all about breaking the fourth wall, and that stuff I love. Mm -hmm. Stuff I didn't like um, is, I feel like this movie, like, the two guys wrote it, and they they had the goodwill going from like the premise of like we're going to have a guy breaking the fourth wall constantly and they sent it in and they're like well they got all this goodwill Mm -hmm. so I think these jokes can carry this movie and I bet if you were to talk to someone who really loves this movie they would be like oh yeah remember when Deadpool like broke the fourth wall when he made that 16 wall comment when he talked about McAvoy or Stewart like they would say that as like the things that carry this movie jokes mm-hmm. that I didn't love there's a scene where he like looks to the camera and he's like did I leave the oven on and they even show that mm-hmm. in the trailer and yep. I was like that joke sucks don't yeah. put that in your trailer yeah like i never sat through like a trailer for that movie with other people yep. and heard an audible laugh during that line. Uh yep. basically all the sex jokes in this movie yeah. are like they take it too far and like here's I know that like that's uh kind of the point and they feel like that's going to make this movie edgy. Yeah. I don't feel like it makes it edgy. I feel like instead it kind of just makes it every other movie for yeah. teens like yeah. oh hey like, did you hear it? They made an anal sex joke. That's so edgy. No, me, it's not. To me,
1: it was the whole thing was just reminiscent of like old Tom Green movies. Oh, sure. Where it's just like, how over the top, goofy, idiot can we get? And like, that's like the demographic that they were aiming for, I think. But I feel like, I don't know, sorry, Tom Green, but I think culture's kind of evolved past that (laughs) (laughs) and so it it felt a little out of place in 2016 okay i'm gonna give an example of this
0: i think what you're saying is great i think this movie would have been like if i had seen this when i was in high school Mm -hmm. when super bad came out Mm -hmm. i would have been like great this is super bad superhero baby yeah i like video games as well that will probably come up in other times when we talk Mm -hmm. through this show um there's a recently there's a new god of war game announced and everyone's real hyped about it, and here's why. Because Kratos, the main character of God of War, doesn't act anything like, oh man, I'm talking about God of War twice in this. Yeah, I know. didn't even realize. Uh, Woody Allen God of War episode right yeah. here, baby. That's what you should <laughs> make, expect when we talk about Deadpool. Make sure you uh, collect
1: all of your incentives at the end of this.
0: <laughs> God of War uh, 4, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. shows Kratos and he is like a dad. He's like struggling with his anger, and he's like, I don't want to be angry anymore. And he's mature. Mm. He, like the developers realize like oh wait like gamers have gotten past the point of like cool i just like to blow stuff up because i'm mad like we've grown up past kratos and they made kratos mature with us yeah we want the
1: storyline
0: i feel like people who like deadpool probably i don't know i i I can't really speak for that audience because i'm not a part of it Mm -hmm. but like i feel like those people should be like Oh hey, like this character was fun when I was younger. I want this character to grow up with me and it's yeah, not yeah. he's not. He's not growing up with me. He's still like just a big kid yeah. and in a in an adult's yeah. body. I didn't yeah. really enjoy the sex jokes and the last thing, I, everything with the blind woman. I was like, yeah. "What? It was a What's weird, going on here?"
1: It was a weird write-in, I think. I was I don't know if that's part of the original comics. I know pretty much nothing about the comics, but I was just like This seems so forced and uncomfortable, and I don't even, like, understand why they would bother with this. If
0: you haven't seen this movie, there's a blind woman who puts together Ikea furniture, and ha, 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 she can't put it together because she's blind. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? That is such a low blow. And, like, this character is, like, she's a little mean, but for the most part, she's, like, one of the only good people in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, hey, let's make her, like, the butt of the joke, basically because she's blind. That yeah. is the whole joke. That's blind people can't put together furniture. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Uh I I hated that bit. Um yep. but other thoughts on this movie? Do you have other thoughts on this movie?
1: Um not that are like not for this segment. Nope. Okay, <laughs>
0: I, I just want to, uh, some some closing comments on this movie as we as we move forward. The plot is supremely stupid.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, the one thing that uh, basically the plot is driven forward by Wade Wilson, Ryan Ro- Reynolds' character, his uh, inability to come to love the way that he looks uh, mm-hmm. later on in the movie because he becomes very scarred uh, by this transformation into Deadpool that he goes through. And I was just thinking throughout this, I was like, this movie is driven by the fact that like he he thinks that his 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 fiance will not love the way that he looks now he's unwilling mm-hmm. to even meet with her yeah. and i was like this isn't a strong, like, driver to this movie. Like, it nope. makes me hate him as a character yep. that he's like, uh, not physically attractive enough. Yeah. Uh, I, it made me really mad. Uh, extremely low risk. I know that this is uh, inherent in the character that he can heal himself and just, like, kind of come back. Yeah. Uh, they do make a joke that I kind of like. They, his hands get cut off, and then he has very tiny yeah, hands he, he for a, a bit. He has a really uh,
1: tiny baby hand. Yeah, yeah, he has
0: baby hands. Uh, I like, think he says, like a KFC spork.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: yep. That's a good joke. I like sure. that joke. Yeah. Um, but but uh, he he has these tiny baby hands. Uh, but he can come back. He basically can come back from anything. Um, and it, it bugs me because uh, it makes the movie very low risk. Like yeah. if Deadpool, I think he does get, he gets, he, he gets stabbed, stabbed in, in the, the head, head yeah. right? Yeah. He yeah. gets stabbed in the head and he just keeps going. And yeah. it's like, nothing can stop this character. So like, what is going to make me care? I don't know what will make me care. Um, also, I found that the Villain in this movie was pretty lame. I thought oh, yeah. I, I thought like he wasn't really driving anything mm-hmm. forward. I didn't even really hate him all that much. He was just like mad because people said his real name versus his super villain name. Like it didn't have a big driving force behind this movie. Uh, action not amazing. No, I thought the action was not that great, and I thought this movie. I, I made a sta- was trying to make the statement of, Ooh, look how edgy we can be. Not only yeah. with our humor, but look how violent this yeah. is. Like Deadpool's is going to shoot a bullet through three guys head with a single bullet. Mm-hmm. Like mm, it's going to blow right yeah. through all of them. And you're just like, Oh cool. Like, you know, well, there's so much blood and guts, but that doesn't like equate to like, uh, Action. That doesn't equate to like cool action. Yeah. Point in case, Samurai Jack, some of the coolest <laughs> action sequences and like almost never blood from humans. You just get like oil from machines and stuff. That like violence does not equal great action. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got yeah. in this movie.
1: One of the opening, one of the first scenes, and it's actually constantly like reverted back to for the first half of the film is this freeway scene. Yeah. And I was just like so overwhelmed with like the, there's like a cheesy Kung Fu style, uh, like suspension of disbelief okay. aspect to it. Cause like people are just like flying way through the air. And then on top of that, there's just really bad CGI all over the place. Like okay. people are flopping out of cars and I'm just like, Oh look, a computer generated image. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. So if you're going to be that over the top violent, make sure there's room in your budget to at least make it look real.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um. Okay, I'm, I feel like I'm
1: being overly mean, but I
0: have one more mean thing to say because I have a side rant
1: side rant. Do you dope. have a side rant today? I don't, I okay, don't. great.
0: Then I will be filling the hole in our lives with this side rant. Uh, side rant today. We should get side rant music, by the way. Play some but side da, rant da, music.
1: Da, da. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the final countdown.
1: <laughs> all uh, right.
0: We're going to look into the, see if we can get the rights to oh the man. final countdown to play to cut during that this. that
1: out just because it sounds three too notes. Much like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right.
0: Side rant. Make nonlinear narrative matter. If you're going to put in your movie a non-linear narrative, and what I mean by that, if it's not going to immediately go from point A to point Z, if it's not going to go in that order alphabetically, if it's going to start in point C, then go back to point A, then go to point D, you have to make that matter. You have to make it make sense within the movie. This movie starts within the middle of the movie. There is this highway scene where dare, or Daredevil where Deadpool is going after the villain of the movie and he's trying to kill him and then it immediately reverts back to the beginning of the, the story, telling you how he became Deadpool, but this doesn't carry any weight in fact we almost immediately make it back to this opening scene in fact they cut to the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie we get a scene on the freeway of this car crashing then we go back and just see that happen immediately why that doesn't that doesn't matter to us like that that scene doesn't have carry any weight to us yet it it doesn't matter. And there is no big question like, oh, is Deadpool going to die? Is Deadpool going to get like killed right here? What's going to happen? There's no big question. There's no big tension there. We immediately are drawn out of it because we're taken back into the past where, yes, we have to kind of sludge through a little bit of Deadpool's narrative, but frankly, I would have preferred that rather than have this scene out of context just so I can get a little bit of blood sprayed on my face. No, I don't care about that. I want to know why this scene matters because you haven't given me any reason to care yet. And maybe, maybe the reason they did that is because there isn't a great reason to care. There isn't a great reason to care about Wade Wilson's journey because Wade Wilson is going on this entire journey because he's been disfigured. He still has an amazing life and now he has superpowers and he has this beautiful woman that he's getting together with. His life is great except for the fact that he went through this torture and yes, no one should be tortured. I'm not trying to like validify torture. However, that's not the reason he's going after the villains. The the reason he's going after the villains is because he's ugly now. No, he's not. He's still Ryan Reynolds and he's still Bill looks better than me and Zach put together. Oh man, and hey, look, we have wonderful lives, and we're not as good looking as disfigured Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Wade Wilson, Deadpool, life can be okay if you're not beautiful, and <laughs> you don't need to tell a story incorrectly, non in a non linear fashion, in order to try and drive home that point. It doesn't drive home that point, it weakens that point. End of rant.
1: Oh, man. I just want to comment on that. There's a, there's a scene where disfigured Ryan Reynolds takes off his shirt. And I was like. He looks so good. I was, I was self-conscious. I was like, dang it. Oh Even disfigured gosh. Ryan Reynolds is gorgeous. Oh, yes. um,
0: <laughs> okay. We like to do a thing in this show. We do best and worst. Yes. Uh, we want to talk about who the best actor is in uh, this movie and who the worst actor is in this movie. Zach,
1: uh, would you like to go first or should I go first? Sure. Sure. Um, so I kind of have a two-parter for this. So what? Yeah, so on one hand, all right, I'm just gonna get right to it. The best actor in this movie is Ryan Reynolds, and the worst actor in this movie is Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Because at different points in the movie, I just found myself going back and forth of wow, you're that I uh, believe that. And then other points I'm just like That's burning garbage. Why did you make that decision? That's burning garbage. So some of his, like, comedic parts where he's, like, breaking the fourth wall, I was just like, yes, I love you. And then other parts, like, him getting shot up the butt and his reaction to that was just like, "Mm, I hate you, Ryan Reynolds. Right. So I think that he could successfully wear both hats. But if I had to choose different actors for each, I would say the villain was the worst actor.
0: At screen. Or At screen? No one knows how to pronounce your name, Ed Scrain. And
1: frankly, at this point, nobody cares how to pronounce your name.
0: Uh, that's not your fault. Uh, you, you got into this movie and, uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I would say, Hey, if they offer me a role in Deadpool two, I'll take it. Sure. Much like how Leonard Maltin, who made fun of gremlins one is Mm. in gremlins (laughs) two. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. Put us in this movie. Uh, Tim Miller, give us a call. We'll, we'll show up in it. We're fine. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I would agree. I think Ryan Reynolds is the best actor in this movie to your first point. Mm. I think, Uh, at times he's very likable even when he's not I don't think that that is a fault with him as an actor I think that's a Mm. directorial decision because he's like ooh look how edgy he is Mm. and I don't like ultimately the thing that I find problematic about this uh, movie is that it tries to be like, look how much we're going into the face of movies and yeah. fire uh, a, like superhero movies. And it basically follows a very formulaic superhero movie model. Um, so I don't blame Ryan Reynolds for that. I think that is a directorial and a writing decision. Um, I would say the worst actor in this movie. And it's weird because this is very reminiscent of I think our first episode, uh, eight, The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Stefan Kapikik is the worst actor in this movie. He plays Colossus. Um, is that who the metal is, guy. He's, the, he's a Russian metal man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Stefan uh, Kapakik, i don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm doing my best. Uh, he was born in Germany uh, mm-hmm. and has, you know, European. He has a European descent, and throughout this movie, he puts on a European, specifically Russian accent. And it just sounds so forced. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And and I get it. I get that, like, the character Colossus is from the Soviet Union. Um, and, like, he should have a Russian accent. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, I'm hanging out in my real life with a Russian person and they don't sound like that. Like, he doesn't sound like, uh, in Russia, you know. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like a vampire Deadpool accent. you.
0: <laughs> that doesn't happen. Like, that's, like, we don't need to have these old world accents anymore. Uh, we, we've, we've matured beyond that. Oh, we've matured beyond that. Uh, we've matured a little bit beyond this movie as well. Uh, do you want to give a 10-second review of this movie?
1: Um, sure. You want to start now? Sure. All right. Although this movie was not good, it was also not bad. Th- I found myself at some points enjoying it, at some points hating it, and... That's it, you got cut. <laughs> oh, man, that was a Okay, what were you going to say? And I don't know, I was just going to find a way to close it, but I guess the cutoff works. Yeah, the cut works. <laughs> the cut it's works. It's like the gong show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I will give my 10-second review starting right now. Deadpool, more like Dead in the Water, more like Dead on Arrival. Just kidding, this movie is just
1: okay. All right. That was that was six seconds. You didn't six even seconds. Full 10. I don't need it. I don't need all 10.
0: I don't need it. I, I, I got this down pat.
1: Man. Yeah. You prepared that. That's why. <laughs> Nothing. Hey, you can read my notes. It's not written there. Uh, I, I, no, but I can see you practicing that in the mirror. Oh, this I was morning. practicing that in my mind right now. Uh, all right. Let's give a
0: we like Metacritic. Yep. Uh, I know people in the industry don't like Metacritic. They're saying it's ruining the industry. But hey, look, baby. We want to get Metacritic rated, all right? So we yeah. got to give it on a scale of 0 to 100. Mm-hmm. You can give a movie a 0 if you'd like. No movies have gotten a 0 yet. You gave a Zoolander no. 2 a 13 or something it like that? It was
1: 12, I think, yeah.
0: Okay, and I gave it a 33. Yep. Uh, so those are both of our worst movies. <laughs> yep. uh, I will go first. You gave your 10-second review first. Yep. I'll go first. This will be an important review. 50. 50. Mm. This is what I would call a perfectly average movie. Actually, it's a mixed bag. There are parts of it that I love. There are parts of it that I hate. Mm. Um, But ultimately, it comes out to an average film. If someone... And I will will use this as my description of an average movie. I would never choose to watch this movie again. But if it came up and someone was like, would you like to watch this movie again? I would say yes.
1: Mm. Wow. That's actually incredibly, incredibly close to exactly how I would articulate this movie. And at the end of the day, I would give it a little bit lower. I would give it about a 40... (laughs) I almost said forty-three. That's probably a little, little low. Forty seven. Because <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah, and I'm being really nitpicky with that number. But so I would give it a forty seven because like it's really just an average movie. And at the end of the day, if it was on TV and my options were to like watch it with whoever was watching it or go in the kitchen and make something, I would probably just go to the kitchen and make something because I don't care to see it again. All
0: right, so a little lower than a 50. Uh, That is our episode today for $5 Film Club. There you go. Deadpool... Eh, yeah. eh. Um, <laughs> there were parts of it we liked. We, yeah. I, I, I hate being super mean because I know that people worked on this and like they they like put blood, sweat, and tears in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I always hate being really mean to a movie, but sure. uh, it is. It's just average. Check it out if you if you think you're interested in it. You probably mm-hmm. like it. If you have no idea if you'd be interested in it. Eh. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to $5 Film Club we're going to start closing this show off by letting people know where they can find us where they can see us uh, you know in, in our social networking aspect my name is Alex George you can find me on Twitter at Georgie Porgy, that's G-E-O-R-G-E-Y P-O-O-R-G-E-Y uh, Zach, are you on Twitter?
1: I should be on Twitter. Oh my I'm, gosh!
0: Just I'm say so you're on Twitter, on Twitter, and then <laughs> we will set it up. Whatever account he's going to say right now will be online by the time this episode launches.
1: I will be on Twitter. <laughs> I hope that the username that we just name is available. Zach Right Music. Really awkward. We'll see. We'll see. I might be on Twitter at at Zach Wright Music. Z a c h w r i g h t m u s i c. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to find both of us, uh, I, we
0: should be at Stained Glass Collective. At Stained
1: Glass Collective. Uh, do we
0: have that on Twitter?
1: We have it on Instagram. We have it on
0: Instagram. You can check us on Twitter, and we should be on Facebook as well. And you check our website, StainedGlassCollective.com. We got the dot .com. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this. And you know what? Uh, how do we end this show? We don't have an ending catchphrase yet.
1: We It started out as goodbye, but that only lasted for one episode. Okay. <laughs> Uh, What a a completely mundane way to end the show. I tried to say it with a lot of introspective
0: uh, nature. I said goodbye! Uh, We shouldn't spend more than a minute talking about how we're going to end the show. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and have a Deadpool life. Yeah. (laughs) Next week on $5 Film Club, Zach and I will be reviewing the docudrama Spotlight.